This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of Ghosted, an American story, written and narrated by New York Times best-selling ghostwriter Nancy French, and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Hey y'all, welcome to Footnotes. This is Christina Button, co-host slash production assistant on the Footnotes podcast. Sounds a bit different for a typical Footnotes intro. I know, I'm not Jamar. But hopefully Jamar and I will be back on the mic sooner than later. On today's episode of Footnotes, I wanted to shed some light on a recent situation with a black woman named Tessica Brown. Perhaps you don't know Tessica by name. Perhaps you might know her by the hashtag Gorilla Glue Girl. I won't be using her name. I won't be using the name Gorilla Glue Girl because I find it to be dehumanizing, but I wanted to connect some dots for you all as I um, go into the story a little bit further. I want to actually use Tessica's actual name. I feel like it brings a bit of humanity back to the story. I feel like Gorilla Glue Girl robs Tessica of her humanity. And so I'll share a little bit more in the story. This story occurred when Tessica ran out of a hair product called Got to Be, which is essentially a a holding product. It basically lays your hair down. You ever heard of black women saying your hair is laid? (laughs) Um, So Tessica was trying to achieve a particular hairstyle, which was basically a slick down ponytail. Um, Tessica ran out of this got to be product and she picked up a product called Gorilla Glue. Let me pause here in the story for a second. I want to also highlight that there is an actual product on the market called Gorilla Snot, which is actually a hair gel. The packaging looks very similar, like the coloring um, looks very similar to Gorilla Glue. Now, I don't know if that was a factor for Tessica, but I just want to point out that when I researched and looked up how similar these two products look, they look very similar to me. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. But back to the story. When Tessica applied the Gorilla Glue to her hair, it it, it basically plastered her hair to her scalp. She did attempt to wash out the product with no relief. Her hair remained in this same state for up to six weeks. After trying different methods and products that tried to loosen her hair texture, she even went to the hospital and they gave her acetone wipes and a saline water solution which did not end up working at all. She eventually posted a video 
to her social media page, basically crying out for help, um, hoping someone would offer her some words of advice that she could get some answers from someone on what to do. And this is where the course of the story changes for me. What I witnessed from people online was the opportunity to mock Tessica. One of the questions I posed in my head is there is no way if Tesca was a white woman that she would be mocked and jeered the way she was. It was disheartening to see the lack of care for her well-being. It was the anti-blackness for me. It was the misogyny for me. This, to me, I feel like could have been anyone. This probably was you. This could have been me. This was me. This was me at moments in my own personal hair journey where I did something to my hair or used something in my hair and my hair was left fried from heat damage or overprocessed from relaxers. We live in a world where, you know, when black people, black women in particular, are asked and given no choice to assimilate into corporate settings workplace environments. Our black children are not allowed to wear their locked hair to school. We're asked to ascertain to a set of European beauty standards. We are taught not to love the way our hair grows out of our scalp. A lot of us struggle to figure out different ways to manipulate our hair in a world that centers whiteness. I say all that to say that some of us personally know the struggle, but a lot of people approach Tessica's situation with a lack of empathy or care. They turned her into a meme instead of immediately extending compassion for her situation. It seems like black women aren't given the benefit of the doubt in America. We aren't allowed as black women to make mistakes and in stories like Tessica's my suspicions were proven true just based upon just the comments I read on different social media platforms um you know they always say don't look at the comment section but you know it was it was it was just truly disheartening to see just the mocking, the jeering, the dehumanization of of someone who literally was being vulnerable in a moment to even share her story with us. Someone who was being vulnerable to seek for help. And in the process, what that what ended up happening was it triggered ridicule from people. Um, it was it was violent. It was emotional violence. And I was extremely concerned for Tessica's well-being. Um, but there was, thankfully, there was a doctor, um, Beverly Hills doctor named Michael Obang, who heard about Tessica's story from his staff and offered to fly her out to California for free and administer a solvent that he invented, that he tested beforehand, that will loosen the chemicals on Tessica's hair. 
The procedure was said to have taken about four hours and the ending result in Tessica's hair and scalp was that it was preserved. There's a video online of the procedure being done. I watched the video in trepidation of, you know, not initially knowing what the end result would be, but the amount of care and gentleness and concern that Dr. Obeying extended to Tessica was why we say Black doctors matter. We have small movement. We have small movements out here with protect black women, trust black women and say her name. But here we are in life and flesh and the first opportunity to protect the dignity of black women is to mock and jeer us, to mock and jeer Tessica's situation. The behavior I saw online didn't make me feel cared for as a black woman in America. It didn't make me feel like there was protection either. It didn't make me feel like there was covering against the mocking, the laughing, the accusation of her ignorance. There was a missed opportunity of living out loud what it means to protect us, what it means to protect black women. I did a long post on the, about this on Twitter, and at the ending of my tweet, I said, don't Sandra Bland or Atatiana Jefferson or Anjanette Young me. My point in saying this is don't pity us in our death and in our moments of humiliation and mock us in our livelihood while we are still here. While we are still here, shield us, protect us extend compassion to us? Are we not worthy of compassion? Speak up when others mock or jeer us. Let your first opportunity to Black women be to uplift us even in our pain, preserve our dignity and extend compassion by action in the process. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.